AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or a seasoned pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only, minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply, begambleaware.org and please play responsibly. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock! It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Yeah, it's good today. Got skinny grey jeans on, skinny G Star jeans on. Yeah, uh, yellow, uh, yellow Jack Wills uh, jumper, um, and a grey. Uh, te- it's called Ten Trees Hat. It's a new company I found that uh, makes hats out of um, uh, recycled uh, materials. I'm not even. I'm not going to make fun of you at all today. Alex, not a single well, bean. Do you know why? As if, as if anything you could say to me would make me feel bad. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Do you know why I wouldn't attempt to take the piss out of you today, Alex? Go on. Because Spurs are fucking great, and we're just slapping teams away. Seven. What's that? What did you say, Fanny? What did you say? Sitting on Harry, Harry Kane can sit on your dick. Is that what you said? Have seven goals then. Have that trick. <laughs> Have that. What's them of them Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea wankers? Well, they're coming to town, are they? They're coming to town in a in a, in a, a hotly contested League Cup dra- draw. Yeah, what happens? <laughs> what happens? Slapped away, slapped away. <laughs> this is the new Tottenham. Any problem? Slap him away. <laughs> Joined by John Bass on the phone as well. What up? What up? What up? What yeah, bitch, what... bitch slap, bitch slap people. That's what we're about now. We we, we literally just go up to people and just bitch slap them backhanded and just spit in their face afterwards. If they don't like it. Then it's tough shit, isn't it? We just they, do what we want, mate. Yeah, like they what, don't they don't see it coming because they think that we're just going to lose. So we yeah. essentially what we're doing is happy slapping them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're bringing back happy slapping. Um, yeah, we we happy slapped, we happy slapped Mackay Pfeiffer, we happy slapped um, Chelsea. We definitely happy slapped Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we haven't we haven't recorded since then. What 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 was you? How did you feel after the game? Because the first half we won't go into it too deep because everyone has. But the first half I was like, oh god, this is shit. This is so boring. This is this is rubbish. We haven't got anything. Same team come out second half. I don't know what Mourinho said to him. It's like diff, literally watching a different team. What 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 was your take home from the message? Um, sorry, take home from the game, Alex. Well, first of all, I mean, it was just how nice is it just to get a bit of luck? Because that essentially is what penalties are. Uh, it was just nice that something fell away. Eric Dyer said afterwards about, you know, we've had some some important games with Chelsea, uh, other than the fact that it's just been a derby over the last few years. And, and every kind of slice of luck has always seemed to fall their way one way or another. Um, and, and, and we got it today. But the second half performance, you're right, was, I mean, it was totally different. First half was... Um, was was hard work, uh, and was yeah was was making me uh, annoyed. But the second <laughs> half was was great. Was you, uh, was you sitting there just sort of boiling away? I was just sitting there going, I knew I was right. <laughs> uh, 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 but no, second half was um, was great. <laughs> um, That's the thing when you're the as well. Like I said, it was it, like you every, certain players step up, and you think, oh, for fuck's sake. So let's run through them. Lucas, definite for fuck's sake. Hoiberg, I was like, mm, I have no idea. And um, Lamella, 
right? But all three, lovely. Hoiberg's arguably the best. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. No, it wasn't the best. Statistically, Lucas Moura's was the best penalty. And can I just tell you something? Have you ever heard of PXG? Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking... Honestly, I I actually felt my like you know when you almost slip down the stairs and you get that little rush in your chest where you think, oh, that was close, like where it's just a little bit of fear. (laughs) I got that, but with anger then when you said that. Can can you you imagine what PXG might mean, Alex? It means fuck all is what it means. No, I know, I know, but just what what does what does the word PXG? What 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 does it mean? I, I bet I bet it's like where they measure. The corner of like the goal, like thirty centimeters by thirty centimeters, a little square in the corner. Go if you get that in there, then that's fifty points. That's fifty. <laughs> that's fifty PXG. That is. Uh, it's so like the training, training on FIFA. You know, you have those yeah. like little round things. It's just some some nerds working it out going well. Statistically, if you hit the top left, then you'll yeah. score seventy five percent of the time. PXG. Can I stop And then you? they write, they make themselves a little card that says I'm eighty two at penalties and puts it in their little Velcro wallet. <laughs> If they get hit by by a bus, it's got their their blood type and then their PXG. Yeah. And their their wallet's on a chain. Uh, (laughs) And they've got decoy wallets in case they get mugged. I did do that when I first moved to London. Good idea. What? As an adult? As an adult? As a kid, I get it. Because I was really... Oh, I came from a little village. I was worried I was going to get mugged. So I had a little decoy wallet with a a tenner in it. Um... (laughs) Uh, and like some fake card stuff in it but then I was like oh shit what, what if they find the decoy wallet and worry uh, and like think well obviously they're like smart they know people do this they're like well this is your decoy wallet I'm going to beat you up now and take your normal wallet um, all I would say is it's like <laughs> you're, well you're an adult you should have some more self-respect secondly uh, 21 21 <laughs> you know I'm talking about when I'm 8 no <laughs> can I I'm scared <laughs> You city boys. I didn't know what I was coming, I didn't know what I was coming to. Oh, uh, they, I mean, at the end of the world, like being mugged isn't. It's not the like. All right, you might have to give up your phone if you don't want to get into a scrap, and then it just goes away. It's not like it's not the end of the world. Not that it's happened to me, obviously, because uh, double life, but. Little tip you out. What you what you got to remember is, mate. Like, you don't need a decoy wallet. Just have your normal wallet. Just keep a tenner tucked in your sock, and then if you get mugged, at least you got enough to get home. That that was, you know, growing up on the mean streets of um, Bedfordshire. That's that was what you did when you went to Luton when you ventured in. No decoy wallets. Well, I couldn't even. I couldn't do that in the village because the nearest cash point was six miles away. (laughs) (laughs) If I I spent that tenner on two packs of two packs of ten Lambert and Butler gold. then I only had enough for one pint, and that was it. So, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, can I just? Uh, I, I just I'll, I'll educate you. Uh, Lucas Mora penalty uh, was zero point nine five pxg, which means it's about as perfect as a penalty as you can have. It means ninety five percent of the time, if the ball is put there, then that would result in a uh, a, a converted penalty. Brilliant. Yeah. Point is, of stat. I mean, it is quite. Keepers, I mean, even if. Keeper, if Always dive that way for his entire career. Just, just overdive that way, then they would they would save that penalty every time. No, so that's that stupid. It... it doesn't it doesn't work like that. It's just saying if the ball ends up in that part of the goals across all of the penalties that have been um, examined, the ninety five percent of the time it goes in. It doesn't. If the goalkeeper goes that time, it, that doesn't make any sense. You're, what you just said made no sense actually. 
No. This, I'm not even a nerd. I'm not it's, even. It's a, basically taking something that that is like an that is an art form that is completely random, and then putting a stat around it and going, yeah, statistically, statistically, fuck off. It like if a keeper goes the right way, he might save that one. Why are you so defensive? So, because it's just because football is a beautiful. It is literally the beautiful game, and it's about artistry and skill and passion and, yeah. and beauty and then just going you know, statistically if you put it there like fuck off i might walk up to it and just think oh fuck it i'll just chip it off the crossbar like zidane did in the fucking world cup final like just shut up with pxg no one gives a shit but, i hate it i John, hate all this oh, John, it still is all of that it's just these little interesting tidbits of information if you want them you don't have to get you don't have to get so offended by it you don't you can ignore it why are you getting so angry Whoa, because Whoa. I, just, I, just, oh, I just don't like it, mate. Fair enough. Like don't like it. I don't yeah. like them coming over here, taking our jobs. Yeah. I don't like PXG. Anyway, yeah. anyway, but, anyway. Oh, go on. But, just, just on the game, I actually think um, Al touched on a really good point about this game. This game perfectly summed, summed up um, Mourinho's tenure so far at Spurs, which is that it was a horrible first half of like just depressing play where this these ideas of like, oh, this is what we were all scared of. Mourinho is just defensive and horrible. Then the second half, there's an improvement and like there's a little bit of football and somehow we managed to like get a result. Something at the end of the result, like Mourinho skipping down the tunnel with Zhao Sacramento, makes us all smile. And then sort of by the time the dust has settled, we're all like, actually, he's all right, isn't he? Like, can we just go again next week? <laughs> we go and again. Like, yeah, we go again. So that's how I feel. And also, it was nice to um, watch a game without VAR. I properly, properly... Oh, yeah. Oh, Two on the bounce. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's so shit. I know I don't want to go over. We all know the penalty rule. It's, it's terrible. It's going to change next year. Uh, David Ellery should be put down. Not like killed. It's not that deep. But he, he needs oh. to be removed from his role and never be given that job where he can influence football in any way ever again. Mm-hmm. It would just get away from football. And anyone, like, it's what I'm saying, if you make such a massive mistake in your everyday job any of us we get fired you get fired so he should be fired he fucked the game up for a season fire it get someone else in i find, i think the premier league will change it i think the premier i've already said it. it's going to change yeah but i think you'll see it like now i don't think they can uh, they can they i have. mean i mean they can they definitely can but but i don't think uh, that... they they will because it was it start i mean last night was the perfect example i mean i'm sure we'll get to it but you know it, it's going to start affecting the product um, yeah. and, and so it, it definitely has. You just get fed yeah. up, don't you? You just well, you look at. New, I mean, I felt like giving up after the Newcastle game. I was like, well, I mean, Andy Carroll would come on and appealed for like eight different handballs. Absolutely fair play to him. I, I, if I was Newcastle, I'd be saying go and do exactly the same. Yeah, of course. But what it's going to do? The only way that it will change, you know, internationally and something, you know, where where their hand is forced is if someone we'll dies. Be, well, no, but it will be when someone is like. 3 0 up or whatever, and they get that penalty, and they go, "Well, we're not scoring this," and and they like just roll it to the keeper or smash it over or something like that. It's gonna it's gonna have to be something like that that will force that will force some internationally. But after the Newcastle game, I, I felt like, well, what is the fucking point then? Because that that's all it will come down to now. Yeah, surely. well, because go and smash. Yeah, it's people. Just yeah, just go like it would be better. You're much more likely to score if you smash the ball into a group of players in the middle of the box. Than you are actually attempting to go for for the goal from range. Yeah, yeah. what you're doing is playing table football. 
for the last five minutes if you're one nil down yeah. by just fucking spinning the mat, spinning it hard as you fucking can, and and open it goes open it. It's well, chip, what it chipping yeah. a ball up when you're close to a player could result in a penalty when you have no chance of scoring. <laughs> so mental. You could also have you could also create though um, HXG like handball <laughs> expected goals where you just oh they, what they did is they um, they had like. 30% possession, but they had a huge HXG where they were just pumping it long to the Four-page spread in the athletic, that. <laughs> How HXG is changing the game. <laughs> For the better. For the better. Um, can, I just, uh, can I just read something out to you? Um, how many games have we lost this season? That's a question rather than me reading something out first. <laughs> One. One game, not bad, isn't it? A lot of uh, lot of people, um, you know, this in Jose Mourinho, not happy with him, but lost one game this season. Three uh, of those are farmers. Doesn't matter. That we can all pick holes in every group of statistics, right? But let me just give you some stats, right? Yeah. Plovid win, Southampton win, Tottenham win, Newcastle draw win, win, Tottenham win, Chelsea win, <laughs> Tottenham win again. All of them wins everywhere. Dubs, Dub City. Um, scoring goals for fun. Seven goals. Five. Three. Two. Just goals everywhere. What, what do people? What do people? What do? What do you want, Alex? Because you're not a big fan of Jose, are you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's not my. It's not my. Don't want to be. I, I want to be. Uh, his mentality, like from the documentary, like it got me, didn't it? For for a week or so, less was, than that, a day or two. Yeah, maybe. But but I should because he's peak. He is peak Razor Rico. Right? That is, that is, he's everything that I'm about in terms of mentality, about, you know, balls and have it, and like the game, like just that part of the game. Love it. But I just, I just can't. There's just a connection issue, but I can't, I struggle. Don't uh, like and I, and I said on Twitter last night, I can't, I can't, I can't even really describe what it is, but I just can't, I don't feel that connection. And it's horrible. Like it, it's, it's, like I enjoyed, I've enjoyed the wins. It's nice to be winning again. I look forward to watching Spurs no matter what we're doing. Like even in the darkest of potch times, you know, I was looking forward to watching Spurs and I still look forward to it. I, I get home, I run home, I make sure I'm home, I make sure I ain't got the kid. You know, regardless of whatever it is, I'll yeah. be there to watch Tottenham. What if you but do have the kid? Where does the kid go? Well, actually, she sat and watched the first half of... Um, the Southampton game, and she quite enjoyed it because it was the goals, and she knows who Son, Kane, and Ali is, and and it was yeah, it was nice. Um, then then I just put her upstairs and say, go play in your room, put the, <laughs> put the telly on her room, and shut the door. Um, go, go play in your room. Yeah. Uh, Bear in mind, she's about twenty months old. She's three and a half. Godfather. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, no, like I said, it's 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 difficult, and I I'm. Uh, you know, and I know like Wendy struggled uh, with him as well, but I'm, I'm probably not at the same level. But yeah, I'm just honest. You can't just pretend that you that you enjoy everything about it. You've, what what you what you meant to do? <laughs> so, I, I, what... I'm not saying pretend. Don't don't pretend. But it's just. I mean, it's just we've had tons of managers that are assholes. Loads assholes I, or no good. I, I've not really had a manager other than Tim Sherwood, and maybe this is it. I've not really had a manager where I've been like really dislike. You know, I I I was bored of Harry Redknapp by the end, but I didn't dislike him. Mm. I really liked AVB because I just felt, I just felt that we had a, there was something there. I just don't think he was good enough to do it, but I felt like there was something there. Uh, and so this is probably the first time where I've had someone where, it, where I've 
I've needed convincing. And maybe it's probably just me being stubborn, but I just can't. Yeah, not yet. Maybe it's a time thing. Yeah, maybe you, this is what I would say. Part, but what I'd say is, right, lastly, the best part of football for me is you lot and go in every week. And I haven't got that. And so it probably magnifies everything else. So when that changes, hopefully all the rest of it will kind of just disappear and you just get on with it. Because I'm a pretty positive fan. I, I mean, since I've been gone, I don't, I don't think anyone would... I think people used to call me happy clapper. I was the one that said something's happening. I was the one that said we win it at Newcastle. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 so it's not, it's not like my go-to setting. All right. Um, it's like at most, this is going to be two years. And this is the best chance we've had under a manager who, who's going to win something. Like we could essentially ch- change the mentality of the football club because there's serious, seriously, obviously is some sort of something wrong with Tottenham for us not to get over the line so many times. And other clubs literally seem to win things at, without even trying. So there's something but, wrong. It, we, there's not a lack of investment that's going to Spurs as, as, as other, other clubs. So just let's just see. Let's just wait and see. Like, Yeah, like, I don't think anyone's saying, no, let's not wait and see. Like, I'm not saying... I think there are some people that are saying they would just rather... I'm not... This isn't... These aren't indirects, obviously, because... Wendy knows. I talk to Wendy all the time. I'm just saying there are people out there that are really unhappy and and um, and don't want him. And it's almost it feels like. And again, this isn't aimed at anyone else specifically, but it just feels sometimes that you wouldn't. They'd like almost don't want us to win until, or or if we do win, there's like a reason for us to take something negative out of it. When it's just most people just want to escape from their lives and watch a bit of football and enjoy us if we win. And doesn't it doesn't and, and everything has to be analysed. I guess. That's where some but, but don't read that, anal- that analysis. No, no, for, that's fair. That's fair enough as well. It. I don't understand. I don't understand why people care. Because I, I find it bizarre. I, I don't either. Like I don't. I don't care enough about like the, the things you really should be caring about and letting affect you are things that make the world a little bit better or the lives of your of your family. To get so heated up about a game of football. It really isn't that Especially important. Like people you've never fucking met. It's weird. But anyway, the only thing I'd say right is. Um, you said about like other teams winning, winning stuff like almost without trying. My, my only worry, just as a wider, as a wider thing, is that is that once is that is that the type of not the type of club we've become because you're a club, you're out there to win stuff. That's that's what you know. That's what it is about, especially for for the people involved in the game. But you look at Arsenal; they spend ninety five percent of their year bitching, moaning, unhappy slagging everything off they could possibly think of and then they win an FA Cup at the end it's all right for a couple for a couple months and then they're back to it again yeah but that's bit, like, you only not, know that because of Arsenal fan TV we don't have that how do you know well, I, well, I disagree well how, I, I, do you, would you say that about Chelsea would you say that about Man City yeah. would you say that about United no I think you wouldn't say that about Chelsea no you wouldn't no you wouldn't because they don't have the platform of Arsenal fan TV to realize for us to realize no, we could you, easier you know to ignore what? Yeah, but you know what Arsenal fans are like. And yeah, I, but we're not going to turn into them. Why not? That, I, look, because not they're fucking we're... freaks. But it's my worry. <laughs> That's my worry. That's what it boils All down right, to. look, I, 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 I get what you're saying. And I, for a long time, I, I exact, like you mentioned earlier in, when we were talking about this, that the, the, the Spurs fan base turning into something like Arsenal's is something that I've always detested and I wouldn't want to happen. Absolutely to this, I, I, I wouldn't. Oh, no one would. No one wants to be like them. They're literally the cretins of football. But um, but I don't think we've got it in us quite as... We're not quite as weird as, as them lot. And, uh, and, and, and I don't think that'll happen. But 
if we if we win the Europa League, League Cup, or an FA Cup this year, and then potentially next year go on league title tilt, then that is a sacrifice I think we're all going to have to make, Alex. John, where are you at? I appreciate Well, mate, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I totally get where, like, where Alex is coming from in the sense of, like, you, you don't want to become, like, these clubs that, like, all, all they are consumed by is, like, this level of, of kind of success. What mm. I would say, though, is that all of those clubs we've mentioned, so like Arsenal, Chelsea, United, that their fan base are turned into these fucking like toxic weirdos, is that they've had sustained period of success. So like they had the kind of the joy of all those years, and now what we're seeing from those clubs is this weird behaviour because they're like it's almost like the fall of an empire. Like you have this like peak period of your empire when it's like amazing and everyone's having a great time. And then it becomes too nice and everyone's just sitting around eating grapes and writing poetry and it all falls down and turns to shit. <laughs> and then everyone everyone spends their time pining for what used to be. And to yeah. the outside world, they just look like a bunch of freaks. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, and, and that, is, that is essentially where we are at in the sense of we are on the cusp of trying to build an empire. We actually haven't had it yet. So I would quite like to enjoy the period of like just being fucking boss for a little bit yeah. and then we can worry about falling yeah. down and getting fat yeah that's true not thought that way that's very true yeah uh, it's yeah. all like so, about that's, that's where I'm at living in the moment and enjoying the journey and, yeah. and then and then, but worrying about too far into the future which I get do you know what Alex that's the most human thing that anybody does they bar- they regret the past or feel anxious about or, or, or worry about the um, no feel anxious about what they've done in the past and they worry about what will happen in the future but if you can do your best to enjoy the journey, which, again, hadn't thought of it like that either, then that's, that's it. And we banged on about that under Pochettino. It's not about yeah, winning absolutely. things, it's the journey. And it was, it was the journey and it was incredible. But it'd be great just to have a pot or two. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, and that's true. And, I, and I'm, I'm one of these people that I, I'm, I am very, very open to having my mind change or change it myself. There's no point in having a mind if you never change it. And I've done that numerous times. Uh, one with Ben Davis, but then he fucked me over. So I, I, I did, I did recoil from it for a little bit. But um, changed it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not one of these steadfast where I, I won't change my mind out of stubbornness. You know, I, I want it. I want the same things everyone else does. It's just, uh, I just have concerns. But like I said, I've not felt or thought about it the way John's just said, and that has given me pause for thought. Good. Uh, same here. Uh, well, it's reinforced sort of where I was at, but that's that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> we we have had, uh, you know, if we just remove Mourinho and just think about what Daniel Levy's done, uh, and obviously we've been, I've particularly been a big backer of Daniel Levy uh, for many many years, and all I could say is, in your fucking faces! What? <laughs> Look at all the players we got! Look at our massive stadium! Look at all! <laughs> seriously though we got uh, Bale we got Gareth Bale uh, seriously though um, jokes aside it's like I did one of my the, the thing that I, I try to guess or try to look most positively at the future is that perhaps Daniel Levy isn't this miser who just wants to you know profit over glory and that the stadium was such a massive cost that we couldn't invest in the squad even though he said that we were going to this has been quite an insane transfer window, don't you think, John? Like it's, it's, it's been crazy, and, and it's not stopped yet. At the time recording, we've just agreed a, da- a deal for Vinicius, this uh, striker from Brazilian striker from Benfica, who scored plenty of goals last season. Apparently, Mourinho's first choice striker. 
Uh, last, just just before we continue to talk about the transfer window, um, I had a little look online. One of my favourite things is these websites that that build content over what Wolves are tweeting, what Wolves fans are saying about Tottenham's new transfer. So you've got to click on it because you know, someone, someone's trying to mug my club off. You've got to find out. So they get all the clicks and all the ad revenue. But apparently, Wolves bid £60 million for him last January. £60 million. Euros, and then another £45 million last month. And now he's joined Spurs for £3 million on loan. <laughs> United were... United were. There was a lot of talk with him and United as well last January. Yeah. So we've got the backup striker. Uh, At last. Yeah. Finally. We, We've got two full-backs, which we were crying out for. We've got a defensive midfielder who I'm really hopeful about. Um, we've got our backup striker. We've got, we got uh, Reguilón. We've got Gareth Bale. It's a, a one centre-back, and that's about as... I mean, that's more than I ever dreamed would happen, don't you think? If they get Scrinier... Hey, um... Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I was, I was going to say, like, for me, I, I, like, I don't know if anyone else is the same, but I've, I've always been quite... Uh, positive about Levy as well. I did not see this coming. Not now, like especially with the like with the COVID stuff hanging over, and like we saw in the documentary, like the concerns about like revenue and even what the club were doing with, um, you know, thinking about furloughing staff and all that sort of stuff. And with the, you know, it's not like as soon as you move in, the debt's paid off. It's not like you buy your house and then oh my mortgage is gone. Great. Um, it's like you're still paying. You're still paying for it, and we are going to be paying for it for a long time. So I just did not see this coming. If I'm being honest, I thought it would be a good few years of kind of like scrabbling by trying to like continue to build um but but slowly this window if we do get Skrinra whatever the fuck his name what is, is his name um, just Skyrim. so we know it Skrinier Skyrim Skrinier if we get Skrinier is it if we get him in <laughs> doesn't feel right Skrinier did, did you make that up Alex or is it Skrinier uh no it's from everything uh, I've heard, it's Scrinier. <laughs> All right. <laughs> everything I've heard, which was myself in the mirror. Actually, you know what it was? It's, I watched quite a lot of the United stand because that Mark Goldbridge just, I can't, there's something about it that just fucking cracks me up. Yeah, like, yeah. Even when he's you're talking normally. I, I think he's brilliant. Milan Scrinier. Um, and he was called it Milan Scrinier. So I've just checked the, um, where's he from? He's Slovakian, isn't he? Or... Yeah, Slovak. Right. It's uh, yeah. hang on, I'm just playing it to myself. Milan Skriniar. You'd probably be able to hear this on the recording, actually. Milan Skriniar. Milan Skriniar. Um, yeah, I've played it. You'll be able to hear. People will probably be able to hear that on the recording. Anyway, Skriniar. Skriniar. Yeah. So Skriniar. If we, if we get, if we get him, that is, it's got to be probably in like in my lifetime or in my memory, the best window we've had. Like, like genuinely, I can't think of a better window. Think about like Reguilón, like one of the most coveted left backs around. Oh God, I'm so excited! Hoiberg, man. Oh mate, he looked amazing against Chelsea. Uh, um, I mean, Hoi... I, have a, I have a left back at last. I, I felt like crying. <laughs> I felt like crying in my second half in Chelsea. Genuinely, I'm genuinely emotional that I, I I got a left back now. <laughs> you hated just... Ben Davies is so long; it's unreal. And I admire the fact that you've just not you wavered a little bit, but by and large, just. General because hatred. I was fucking because I was fucking right. I said all along I refused to believe that he was that he was good enough to be um, was, was good enough to take over from Danny Rose, and that is what I was saying all the way through. It was my only criticism of Poch that that it was a question of settling for someone that can be five, six out of ten every, every game, and and was saying that's not good enough. I... And then it was saying that oh, and then when people say oh, that's not good enough in terms of in terms of some of the other signings that we were making. I was like, look at your left back. Look at him. <laughs> I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Like, I saw him driving through Hampstead once, and I, and I, I could have 
said stuff or, or thrown a finger up. But I didn't, <laughs> right? Because I'm that type of guy, right? Uh, and I just, I just, I, when you look at the difference between them now, it is mental. <laughs> I, I would, um, I just the, what for the one thing I'm fucking grateful of. Do you know? Do you know all football fans, and I am guilty of it as well. All football fans have agendas about the players. It's typical. It's normal. You're gonna have agenda, and 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 that agenda will will will, will mould what you say about that player. I have an agenda against Deli Ali. I know about it. I know it's immature. I do. At least I admit it. So whenever I'm talking about Deli Ali or you see me talking about it, you know that whatever I'm saying is tinged with bias. And you know, I accept that. You should accept that I'm saying that, right? Alex went. has been going on about Ben Dave. Like, I will watch a game and Ben Davis will do something and I'll pick up the WhatsApp thing and I'll go, Alex has definitely said, yep, there it is. <laughs> Fuck Ben Davis. It was, it was unrelenting. I'm just defense, happy that I, this is going to stop. That's all. Yeah. But in my defense, I came on the podcast... Like whenever it was two years ago, when he had that, when he had that great six months, and I said, you know what, he's proving me wrong. Flying into tackles, the, the first ever passion update was about Ben Davis. <laughs> <laughs> the first and only passion update. Yeah, right. And so, like, I, I'm not. It's not an agenda because it's not like oh, I'm going to hate him regardless. But he had six months, and then I changed my mind. Then he was shit again, so I changed it back. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You were allowed to change your mind. It's fine. Um. So yeah, but yeah, uh, we we got a great left back now. Though he, I mean, he's uh, he looks good. He looks the part. He looks like he offers more than Aurier. It's mo- most most importantly for me is these are exciting players have bought. They're not. They don't feel like stop gaps. They feel like they're that we've bought these players so that we can play exciting football or play with speed and hit them on the break. And the biggest criticism I think everybody had of Jose Mourinho is that the football wasn't exciting. But with this personnel, I'm not sure how it can be anything other than, unless he genuinely, if he can stink a game out with that squad, <laughs> then, then that's impressive in itself. Um, yeah, is this the best transfer window that we've ever had first? And is it the best transfer window just on paper of any of the clubs in the Premier League, including Chelsea? What do you think, Al? Uh, arguably, yeah. I mean, it depends on... It de- when you have to look at windows for clubs, it depends on what that club is trying to achieve, right? So we want top four in a trophy. Yeah, I'd say that that's pretty much, that would be great. That would be a perf- almost a perfect season for us right now, seeing as where we are, right? Um, and so we've made signings to do that. You know, when people talked about Liverpool going out, recognising what their issues was, a centre-back and a goalkeeper, they went and did it and progress so that's great you know like when and you look at probably someone like Villa who have had a great window I think you know Ollie Watkins Ross Barkley um you know they are trying to you know cement themselves as a as a mid-table Premier League club and they've bought players to go and do that so that's a that's a great window you know where people and where Chelsea will they probably won't struggle because they're talented players but you know they they're that that they bought those players to close the gap on Liverpool on Liverpool, and from the evidence so far, it's a fucking million miles away, right? And so that's it. Might that could end up being a bad window, despite how much money they've spent. United are trying to close that gap from finishing third to try and close that gap to Liverpool and Man City, and their window has been well atrocious. You know, so it's about what you're doing. And so in terms of a club buying for what they are aiming to achieve in the short term and the relatively mid to long term, I'd say yeah, it's probably the best out of the Premier League. Wow. You agree with that, John? Oh, I have to agree, mate. I have to agree because I think, like, whilst we've got some exciting players, like Reguilon's obviously exciting, Bale's just ridiculously amazing, Vinicius is a bit of an unknown quantity. Like, we've also signed like functionally what we needed and just solid, like, proven players. Like Doherty and Hoiberg are like 
they're exactly what we needed. We needed like a big physical presence in a more of like a holding six type position who can play a bit. Well, we've got that and we've got Doherty. Like we could have signed sort of players from Spain or like France that are playing the same position that might like on paper be more money or like more quote unquote like exciting. But actually like it, it's exciting to me because it's like actually we fucking needed these players and we've got what we needed. And then you just sprinkle a little bit of Gareth Bale like jizz all over the cake and suddenly it's lovely. Like, it's perfect. Do you remember? Do you remember when? And like, some of the biggest immediate steps we've taken have always been after we've signed player. You know, it sounds obvious, but after we've signed in positions that are obvious that we need improvement, and they've gone for functional known players. You know, when Scott Parker came in, Adebayor came in. Do you remember that Wolves game when they both came in, and the difference was ridiculous. All right, and it started that little step of of us being into a into a better position. You know, Wilson Palacios was another one that came in and, re- you know, recognised the position. Redknapp's talked about it before, but it was a gaping hole within the squad of that kind of just combative um, midfielder. And he came in and, and made all the difference. Sometimes when we've tried to sprinkle on top of what we think is already okay, it, it's mm. rarely worked. But whereas we've, when we've gone out and got functional, proven, well, I say proven, but even known um, entities in certain positions, then it's always made a difference. It's not rocket science, really. Sometimes it's just a question of the market, what you can get and when and for how much. Um, but off the back of that, you know, there's there's a huge amount of reasons to be positive. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of the, uh, you know, what one of the big talking points over the last couple of weeks has been Deli Alley not been left, it's not been put in the squad. Um, and we don't really know why. Jose Mourinho has done his usual sort of being aloof about the situation, giving tidbits of information to know that there is some sort of issue, um, but without telling you really anything more. And it, it's not, I mean, whether you like his tactics or not, it's its its been effective at Tottenham thus far, uh, specifically Ndombele, who seems to have turned his Tottenham career around completely. Uh, and now, you know, Jose Mourinho is saying amazing things about him. Anyway, to, to Deli Ali, I don't know if you saw at the end of the game for him to come on. I thought he put himself about well. I thought he's a little bit rusty, but again, I'm full of agenda about Deli Ali. But what he did do was, despite us winning seven two, he had the best moment of magic in the game. We clipped up a gif of it, and as we've been talking, I keep staring at it. So it's where he drags it back and just puts it through his legs, and he gets fouled for the pen. And honestly, if you watch it, go to our, go to go to our um, Twitter page at Love the Shirt. The fighting cock and this gift is just playing over and over again. And I've been disappearing into Deli Alley's trances, just staring at him, playing it over and over again and sort of staring into space through my computer screen. It was incredible skill. Come on, do, do, what, 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 what do you make of the Deli Alley situation? And will he play for Tottenham uh, regularly? Can he fit in this side anymore? Is it, will he, can he play in a 4-3-3? What, what do you think? John? Um, yeah, so for me, mate, I think like the... Um, the, the all or nothing documentary showed a good like insight into why Jose's like I'm going to pick on players might might actually work at Spurs where it hasn't worked at other clubs. When he's called us nice boys and you know we, we can't be nice boys, we need to be cunts and all that sort of stuff. Being a nice boy also means that when someone bollocks you and calls you a prick and leaves you out the squad for ages, rather than go well, I'm the fucking Billy Big Beans, I'm not going to perform. They'll actually try and actually go oh shit. I don't want to be left out. I'm going to try a little bit harder and train a little bit harder and try and get back in the team. And so far, it's worked, doesn't it? Under Bele's 
now playing and there seems to be this nice bond between them. I thought Delhi looked interested last night. He looked like he didn't look a player to me who's given up. He looked mm. a player to me who is now motivated. And so I do think there's a little bit of like psyche there from Mourinho of, of kind of like, all right, if you're nice boys, I can't motivate you in one way. I'm going to motivate you in another way. And so I do think there's something there. The issue for me, though, is that if we are going to play sort of a like a three up front or like a three man midfield, I don't like Delhi deep, like deep into midfield. I've said this before as well. I think I have a little agenda against him. I absolutely love him. But I just don't think he's a very good passer. I don't think he's a very good midfielder, basically. And so he needs to play as high up the pitch as possible so he can do things like we saw last night where he's where he's dangerous. Yeah. And I just don't think that Mourinho likes players who aren't like express in is that he, position. Like, is he to too much of a liked. specialist pl- player? Is that do you know what I mean by that? Like he's he's just yeah. he, his skill is running off, finding space and doing absolute bits of but he's mercurial in his in his in his style of play. Yeah. He's hot and cold do you remember, he, um but you yeah, can do sorry. things that no one else no one else can. So what exactly. would you do? Do you accompany? Is he a luxury? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. He's difficult to, to fit in this system, I think. He is a bit, but what I would say, and I'd like, I'd like to get Al's view on this, is like, I think like under Mourinho, we've seen before that like he utilises certain players um, for certain games. I remember like when we used to play against Chelsea and like um, Zuma, I think, just randomly played holding midfield one game. and had a fucking great game out of nowhere and it, and it was really frustrating. Semi-final, I think. The semi-final of yeah, the and FA Cup. Exactly. And um, do you remember Oscar used to play for Chelsea? Of course. And he was a bit like Delhi, where he didn't have a he didn't have like a proper position, he wasn't really a winger, wasn't really a striker, wasn't really an attacking midfielder, but he would just play like off the front man and sort of like link the play. And so when you're like playing against certain teams, that that might work. So I I kind of see a world where Delhi will become a specialist for us in those sort of games where we might be going longer to Kane and need someone to pick up the bits and pieces because that's what Delhi's really good at. When we've got like, you know, we're playing a system of like four three three, I just don't know where he fits. I just can't make that work in my mind. But um but yeah, I, I hope that we, we find a way to incorporate him in the squad. But I don't the I think the days are gone now where Delhi's like automatic starter and our third best player. I just think that's got that, that time has gone because we play a different system now and that the players we have around him as well don't necessarily suit his game. Go on now briefly before we take a couple of questions and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, I agree. I agree on the system bit. I think. I think it's evident from the way that we're going to play. It makes it difficult. I think. I think he has got more strings to his bow that I think we can utilise in certain games. I think you're right. You know, the, speaking of Chelsea, you know, the, the the game where at Wembley when we did him at when we did him at Wembley. You know, he 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 basically he did a job on Jorginho that day. You know, so he's he's capable of following instructions and and and, and working to. The game plan it's a question of, of of how to use him now he might not be happy with that you know it, it, and, and have to find something else and also another thing that i think is becoming even more obvious is that we've when you've got people like sun and bale and you know even lucas i suppose to an extent who are going to try and do those outside runs to in you know then it's kane that comes and drops deep to do that whereas before it was deli ali doing that for harry kane mm. you know and vice versa and i just don't think we're going to have that he's going to have as many opportunities to be able to do that. So it, I think this season it'll be, it'll be fine. I think he'll do okay from bits and pieces and be certain games. He'll have to make a decision for himself and his future at, at the end of where he want, what he wants to do moving forward. Dan Bourne, he says, why are there so many cunts on Spurs Twitter, the windy situation, leave Windy alone. It's just his opinion. Couldn't agree more. Uh, if you don't like what you're seeing, just mute them or block them. Like, it's fucking weird. 
just don't, why are you getting so hot under the cut? Like, well, you've got nothing better to do with your day than abuse someone because you don't agree with their opinion. Pathetic. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Dave Hartman. He says, "Would you give up? A, um, would you give up a bad habit like smoking for Spurs to win the league this season?" You uh, don't smoke, do you? What would you say yours is? Masturbating ain't a bad habit, is it? Al? <laughs> Healthy, it's good Healthy, for your if anything. Yeah, um, John. I think you should give up your um, your infatuation. Now, I just I do this too much. John, John, what would you like to give up? Sorry, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, to be fair, you could, there's so many ways you could have gone with it. That's, I know. I just decided to be the better man and stop and just say well, you answer the question for yourself. It says more about me than it does about you that I don't know which of the many insults. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I eat too much. I eat too much chocolate and uh, fizzy drinks and shit like that. So if I had to give that up for us to win the league, I would definitely do it. I need that sort of level of motivation that isn't my own. <laughs> I mean, that, that is a massive incentive. <laughs> it's not like, oh well, you know, you'll lose a few pounds versus winning the league. Yeah. Smoking's tricky because yeah, it's such a like. I, I smoke and I, I, w- I wish I didn't. But I do fucking love it, which is sad in itself. Um, you know, most people are like, I want to quit. I don't ever want to quit. If there were no health, health, you know, issues, I, I probably would smoke forever. But there are, and that's childish to think like that. Uh, but it's so difficult to do it. But I think I definitely could. Well, I definitely could do it if it, if it means us winning the league. But we're going to win the league anyway, so I can just smoke as much as I like. It's good enough, isn't it? Anyway, anyway, don't, don't, don't. I don't know why. I don't know why that's funny. Done it, Alright, 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 right. right, stop, stop, it's not funny at all. Right, Pavey Spurs, he says, Do you think that Levy will use the extra fifteen million pounds from qualifying for the group stages of the Europa League straight into the Skriniar deal? To get it over the line, or has he already used that money in his head? The deal's already done. P.S. Flav is a nonce. Good. Um, <laughs> what, do, what do you think? I, I, I don't think. I don't. I don't think he's. I it just. I think he's getting the players he wants. And do you know what? Just a quick, quick, quickly to answer to answer this is that if you actually look at what we spend, it isn't that much. A lot of this is loans with options to buy. Um, Region has a buyback clause of forty-five million in two years. Um, Vinicius is three million pound loan. Bow is thirteen million pound in wages. It's not. He's improved the squad significantly without actually spending a great deal. And just let's just. I mean, this is the craziness here. This is the madness. Is if we got Bale? Oh, sorry. If we if if Deli Ali is sold for say fifty five million, we've more or less broken even again. <laughs> I mean, we if we sign Skirner at the end as well, then obviously that won't be the case. But he's fucking. As, I love him or hate him, he knows how to do a fucking deal. Yeah, look, Doherty was cheap. Hoiberg we got for practically nothing because we gave him Walker Peters. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you can't. I don't think. I don't think that the the, the transfer would depend on us qualifying for for Europe because no, a bit, you you do it off the basis of of a worst case scenario. And and set over obviously the certain amount of, of years of projected revenue against against you know on your on your 
PL sheet. So it's, I think if they're, if they're going from already and it talks on it from there, then then it's it's there. It's just a question of well, we want him. We know we we know what we'll you know we'll spend what we have if we have to. We'll spend what you know a certain amount. But all of these negotiations are about trying to get the best deal you possibly can for your own club. It's not a question of of you know oh Ver Ammon and R and they haven't decided whether they want to sell him or not yet. If you've had that first meeting and you've been encouraged again to have another one, then that's because they want to sell. You want to buy. It's a question of 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 where you're going to meet along that line. Um, it's also right. a bit. Sorry, sorry, mate. I was no, just no. going to say it's also a bit of a buyer's market at the minute because you know we're, we're, with COVID affecting a lot of clubs and revenue not being where it is, clubs are a little bit more open to letting players go for a little less than they would do normally. And so this is this is very much Daniel Levy season. Like he is he is literally like wanking himself silly over this. This is perfect for him, and he's and he's and he's showing us like when the conditions suit what he wants, he will clean up. And do a good job. So it's actually worked out. <laughs> all we need, all we need, is a global pandemic once every five years. Once, exactly, <laughs> boys. It, whatever the reason is, it's happening. Whatever the reason. Look, the the tiger when he's in the bush takes the correct amount of time to make the strike. Brilliant. Think on, yeah. think on. And then he just and then just before he just goes, Wee! And then he just comes out. <laughs> He'll go, and then the gazelle gets away and he's knackered. Um, okay, final question uh, from Nelson and Saha. This is a big one, boys, before we, we leave you. Um, Alex, would you rather be on Kane's cock or Kane be on your cock? Mm, so would you I'd, have him on, I'd have him on, on mine because uh, it, it'd be well lubricated. Put it that way. Just make him talk whilst it's in his mouth. <laughs> It'll be lubricated as fuck. <laughs> it, okay. Uh, good, John? Uh, I, I'd do the same, but maybe for different reasons. If, if I was on his cock, he could get me pregnant. Because that guy doesn't miss, mate. So, yeah, <laughs> careful for that sort of shit. Uh, no, I've got a career. I've got a career. It's, uh, <laughs> I can't have I can't have Kane impregnated because I've got a career and I can't, I can't take maternity leave I can't mate and you know re, real like re, will leave me because you would be like oh you've been shagging Harry Kane right I'm, not, I'm off so I'll be a single parent fucking mate <laughs> and the cycle continues I might do it, I, might do it, I might do it the other way right because I'd be like well like with with the ex wife, I was like, look, look what I've done. I've upgraded. You're you're just you know you're just an office girl. Look, I, I'm I'm fucking a Premier League footballer now. Who wins now? <laughs> I'm I'm the housewife of Harry Kane. Look at me. I'm the only man in the history of humanity to get pregnant by another man. <laughs> and, and I'm a housewife. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, think about it. In my scenario, there is some good news because I would be Harry Kane's baby mama. So I'd just be like awkwardly like around the training ground, like, oh hi, I'm just like, here to drop off me and Harry's little little girl. <laughs> and like, I'd, I'd be I'd be catered for, wouldn't I? I'd, I'd have a nice life, I'd have a nice like allowance, and I'd get like you know, I'd just get the fringe benefits of being a baby mama of a Premier League football. That'd be great. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm in. Spam, taking him some corned beef sandwiches wrapped up in a bit of tin foil, <laughs> bit, bit pickle in it. <laughs> Trying to make something happen out of this one night stand. So you're saying you, you Kane on a uh, Kane, you, you'd be on Kane's cock. Yeah, fuck it. I'm sitting it, sitting on it, big time. Um, 
I mean, I, I, I don't think we'd have a choice. I think Kane is definitely the alpha male here. Look what he's done. You could, what could you say to convince him that he should be the receiver in this instance? There's nothing you could say. He's a, he's a World Cup uh, golden boot winner. He's a legend at Tottenham. He's going to break every record in football probably by the time he's finished. And I have done a podcast. So uh, uh, I'd like it to be that, like, you, you, you know, you're just getting down. You say, H, bend over, mate. It's time. Right. And he just looks at you like Brent does when he points to the monkey uh, at his gold, World Cup golden boot. He goes, look at that. I got that. So, <laughs> so I think it's you that's been bending over, mate. <laughs> uh, that has been the Fighting Cup podcast. Uh, thank you, Alex. Thank you, John Boy. Uh, we will see you all on Monday after you know discussing what we've done to Man United's ass. Nice. Okay. Bye. 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 Network. When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth, so I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.